everybody, this is Kyle Means. What's going on, man? We're back. Another weekend. We about to set off right, man. Freestyle Friday once again. Here with War, your buddies on War on Anchor. And We Are Regal Radio. We are Radio.com, of course. Never forget the website. And uh, yeah, I'm just back here, man, doing another session with y'all, man. Uh, Freestyle Friday, I hope you got to hear the first one and enjoyed it. Just a little bit of what we're going to do. Uh, you know, the basic format is the same uh, as last week. Um, we're going to try to build off of it, you know, just giving you some a bit of a roundup, a few different things. You know, I'll spit at you with a, a couple of different sub- subject matters. And uh, also, like I said, there's some stuff that we that we've done either uh some you know in this case this week we got a sort of an in case you missed it type thing and uh also um, another interview segment that i did uh multimedia type stuff you know did a uh, over ig alive originally uh with my man tony gill and uh i'm just gonna bring that to you here that's the platform that i'm gonna Typically, I'm going to use stuff like that when I go live and, and talk to somebody on IG Live or, you know, maybe Facebook Live. I'll do that in the future as well. You know, I'll typically bring that here uh, for the Freestyle Friday session. And, uh, you know, I'll say some some couple other things uh, as well that we'll have later on the show. Uh, you know, so I'll get back to y'all on that. But uh, starting off... Uh, what's on my mind, I would say, for this weekend is uh, really the the on the, the bringing on of summertime shy. I would say officially, even though uh, weather wise it may not be as cooperative as we like. You know, sort of like a summertime shy can be sort of like trying to get an unruly teenager out of bed. You know, you know, it's like, do I really got to get up now? You know. <laughs> Is at, when you get to get to June, the weather's like you know. Uh, do I really got to be eighty degrees right now? Is that what we want? That what you want? Yes, that's what we want. <laughs> but uh, you know, as it is, you know, we may get you know get up in the seventies this week, but there still may be some rain and stuff. We've been doing a lot of rain here in Chicago in the past couple of weeks. It's been kind of crazy, but uh, but really what. Uh, more so than the weather, even I think with summertime shy, that's a big part of it. But more so than the weather, even is the events and the things that go on in the city that really make you want to go out, no matter what the weather is, and you know enjoy the city and enjoy the people. And in the, this weekend in particular, uh, is really the, an event that is starting to take off uh, in Hyde Park, the Hyde Park Brew Fest. We're going to be in there. Uh, me and my man Mike Bradford is going to help me out. You might have heard Mike on uh, some of our Gourmet Season podcasts from last year. Uh, he's big into uh, to alcoholic drinks, I should say. <laughs> he's an aficionado, not just a wino, but a aficionado. He's a guy who enjoys alcoholic beverages, I should say. And it's part of his work. He he works with Koval Distillery, uh, which is a, a homegrown Chicago uh, distillery, mostly of vodka and uh, those type of drinks. But uh, you know, Brewfest, of course, is about more like beer, and, and Mike is very much into beer as well. And uh, it'll just be fun going around and exploring the uh, the festival with him. 
Uh, I, I got to really get into Brewfest last year. I was able to uh, have a pass as a, as a media member of the media last year, and I get to do that again this year. Uh, very much appreciate that. And, you know, it's, it's I really, like I said, I really anticipate the fest because it really is like the, the opening of summer, the opening event of summer, and it's in my neighborhood, it's essentially adjacent. I'm in Bronzeville. But uh, the South Side really gets to shine with an event like this. And an, uh, an event later in the summer that I, that really has set forth this whole movement of of bringing uh, very lively events to the South Side, the the uh, Silver Room Block Party will uh, definitely get into that closer as that we get closer to that in July. That you know is really turned the tables in a lot of ways because in in the past in in the city in the summer it seemed like you know, downtown and the north side monopolized everything. And that if you really wanted to get down with some fun stuff, you'd have to, you know, from the south side's point of view, you had to make that move up north if you wanted to do block parties and uh, street festivals and stuff like that. The really cool stuff that that you could do in the summer. But now you get more of that in, in the south side. And, and I guess and you've always sort of had events like that, but they were more contained. They were more like, you know, in the media blocks or, you know, media neighborhoods. And they didn't really make other people from across the city come down and enjoy enjoy them as well. I think one of the greatest things about the Block Party, the Silver Room Block Party and the Brewfest is that they have drawn people from all around, not only the city, but from the region and other parts of the country as well. And when you look at the Brewfest in particular, you're getting uh, it hosts a lot of breweries from the Midwest and, and other parts of the country as well. So you get to taste these different uh, brews from, you know, exotic brews, as it were, from places like Michigan and Colorado and, uh, you know, all, so, all sorts of other places like that, you know, Wisconsin, of course. And, you know, it's, it's really fun if you enjoy, you know, uh, joy beer, you know, craft brews have become a big thing in the past decade or so and Chicago has really been booming with a lot of homegrown beers here so it's it's quite fitting that you have an event like this uh, the brew fest that really draws a lot of that industry to our town and um, you know beyond that you got a lot of great food and other happenings people selling stuff type of uh great materials and things to support local businesses and and a great set of music too uh djs in particular who uh set up on 53rd street and then turn turn everybody out you know and you get you get a lot of uh line dancing and <laughs> you know sliding and everything people do, you know two-stepping all night and um last year on the gourmet season show uh, me and my man die fresher got to talk with uh, one of the best DJs in Chicago by far, and and a rare guest who's appeared on both Gourmet Season and the Dia Davis Show, Jay Ella. Uh, Jay Ella, you know, is definitely a homeboy and a guy who I love to see uh, when at events. You know, he he definitely does his thing on the on the on the boards on the on the turntables, and uh, he's going to be at this year's event as well. But I'm gonna throw you back to. Uh, his interview with me and Dot last year is pretty much the same 
scenario. We we talked to him right before the brew fest of last year, and um, you know, just hear him hearing them speak on what's uh, special about the brew fest then it still applies now. So uh, take a listen to that. Right. Uh, well, the brew fest is actually one of my favorite fests here in Chicago. One of the main reasons is because it's on the south side and we don't have right. many fests on the south side of Chicago that people can come and enjoy. Uh, secondly, I love beer. So I love craft beer. <laughs> I love Goose Island, 312s, uh, their IPAs, and I love Lagunitas, like Little Something Something is one of my favorite beers yeah. that I always drink. And I love just trying um, new beers like Angry Hero um, and, and, and plenty of other other beers uh vice district will be there that's a really dope local beer that's in the south loop of chicago so it's one of my favorite uh fests because i get to not only dj it but i get to uh partake and what the base is about so i just think that's really really dope that they chose to do it on the south side in high park how are you going to maintain the partaking with the with the performing I, are you going to partake before you perform? Especially if it's like a 9%, 12% brew, you know what I mean? Right, that, could, that might hit right. you a little Couple bit. You're trying to, trying to mix, and you know, all of a sudden you get right. that. Some good pale L. Yeah. Right, no doubt. So I always go both days. And, um, like, I'm DJing Saturday, so Sunday will be the day that I really partake. But Saturday, you know, I'll, I'll just taste the few. And, um, you know, it's a business. So I always have to be prepared because they booked me to do a job, and I want to be – and I want to remain professional and do that yes, job. Indeed. They are. Uh, one and only Jay Ella, DJ uh, extraordinaire here in Chicago. You go. You be able to catch him at um, as well as many other DJs at the block party, including some uh, some legendary names. Biz Marquis is going to be on the uh, on the list of DJs performing, and uh, Terry Hunter as well. And he's going to have some uh, singers and uh, people performing with him, among them Estelle. So uh, that's, you know, if you want to enjoy some live entertainment, too, that's, as, and even if you don't drink, you know, there's still a lot of stuff at the Brewfest to to bring you in and, you know, just enjoy yourself on 53rd Street, which is, you know, one of the best areas in the city right now and definitely a source of pride, I should I would think, for everybody in Hyde Park in the greater South Side area. You know, uh, like I say, it's, it's all, man. This weekend, we we going get, to get to kicking it, man. Southside, summertime, shy. You know, it, it doesn't get no better than that, you know. So uh, if you see me out there, if you know me, uh, if you don't know me too well, if you only know me from hearing me or online or whatever, then, you know, if you recognize me at all, just holler at me, man. The, you know, I don't bite. And I might be, you know, particularly... Uh, you know, I might be a little tipsy, too. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be particularly friendly at, at that point. Not overly friendly, you know. Keep your hands to yourself, it's decent. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be cool, you know. Uh, and, and, yeah, and I'll, uh, actually, I'd be open to talk, man. If you want if you want to talk, you know, I would be open to talk, too. You may hear yourself on uh, Warm Anchor next week if you talk to me at uh, at the Brew Fest. So, um, you know, that said, man, uh, hope y'all enjoy your weekend, whether you make it to Hyde Park or not. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Enjoy your weekend with us uh, here on Freeze Out Friday or at the Brewfest. Uh, coming, up oh, coming up next, though, let's uh, give you a little bit of, actually a whole lot of Demond Spruill, one and only D for D. Davis Show, his uh, In Demond's Opinion 
podcast uh, debuted this week. And we're going to give you uh, what he's, the whole thing, as you say, the whole enchilada uh, coming up next in the next segment. It's only about 15 minutes or so, so it's not a, not that big a thing. He's uh, giving his opinion on Memorial Day and a lot of the unfortunate violence that comes with that holiday period here in Chicago. Uh, you know, there's a lot of contexts that's involved in that if you're not familiar with it, you know, uh, summer in Chicago can be a can be a tough time for a lot of people. A lot of uh, indiscriminate violence. A lot of and people doing things that they should be doing outside, trying to mar certain things. You know, you know. We say we we talk about the summertime shy and the positive things. You know, we gotta also address some of the negative things that come about with the summer too. And, uh, you know, shouldn't be in fear or live your life. You know, you shouldn't close yourself in because of these things. But, uh, you know, we definitely have to make people more aware of what they're doing out here because they're, they're you know, changing lives and ruining their own lives, you know, with these bad decisions and doing things that don't necessarily need to happen, you know, in order to, you know, solve conflicts, you know. But, uh, you know, Demise is going to get into a lot of that right here with uh, In Demise's opinion. And uh, we'll hit you off with that right after this. So far, at least 35 people have been shot and five people have been killed. That's just an unacceptable state of affairs. Um, and I think there's many causes to it. Last year, 39 were shot and seven were killed, according to Chicago Tribune statistics. This year, those numbers are basically the same. There is no way that the mayor and the superintendent can simply police themselves into curbing the gun violence. Police reform advocate Eric Russell says the high crime numbers underscore a need for change at the police department. We are thoroughly disappointed at Mayor Lightfoot for entrusting the curbing of the violence to Superintendent Eddie Johnson. It was Mayor Lori Lightfoot's first weekend on the job. I-D-O. What's going on everybody? This is Demond Spurl and this is In Demond's Opinion. Now this is gonna be a short pod where I get a chance to kinda of get some extra thoughts out, extra opinions out, you know? I'm one half of the Dean Davis show. You can definitely check out our sports show and Dean Davis to Flip, our pop culture, politics, entertainment, going straight blue podcast uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, and the TuneIn app, also on YouTube, and War on Media. I'm War on Anchor, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, you never have enough time. Well, I never have enough time to, you know, trying to get extra thoughts out. Or well, I can have a conversation with someone, friends, family member, whoever, and uh, they might change my, my mind on something. They might change my opinion. And I don't get a chance to kind of get it out there. You only have so many times you want to send out tweets. And I'm more of a talker than a writer. So with IDO, I'm going to have a chance to kind of get that out there. Now, this is the first ever episode of it. And on this episode, we're going to talk about Memorial Day. We're going to talk about the past and the present and hopefully a better future. Now, just to kind of give you a background on Memorial Day, uh, it was actually started, it didn't have a name back then, but it was actually started by freed, freed slaves, black people. You know, a lot of things in America, you know, black folks actually start 
and then you look up, it's like, damn, we don't get no credit for that? <laughs> so uh, do your history on that. And uh, definitely check out the fact that black people started what's now considered to be Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is, basically, is definitely a day that we want to uh, give our thanks to all the men and women that are out there fighting on our behalf. Listen, the, the, the draft is not around anymore in America. So that's a choice that you make to go and, and fight for our country. And to all the ones who have passed on, the, the men and women that are fighting right now, and to the men and women who are going to be fighting in the future, thank you. You know, this, that's not, a, it's not a, a, a thing to gloss over what you're doing. And it's not just that you're sacrificing yourself, you're also sacrificing your family. So it's a big thing, big thing. Memorial Day should be more than just getting out barbecuing and hanging out and doing whatever. You need to think about it uh, as the terms of uh, the creation of it and why it's around. And going back to the creation of it, uh, it was started in 1865 in Charleston, South Carolina. And it was a crowd of about 10,000 people, mostly freed slaves some white uh, missionaries, and they, they, did a, they had a parade. And the parade was held at Washington Racecourse and Jockey Club in Charleston, South Carolina. Now also, it was 3,000 black school children that carried bouquets of flowers and sang songs at the time. So it's pretty cool, right? And listen, I always say this, I always like to throw out the hashtag, and it's been going around at least in the African American community, community for a very long time. Black history is American history. A lot of people don't know what I just told you. A lot of people don't know. You might see the memes on Twitter. It might be black Twitter. You might see the memes saying like, hey, you know, give it up to the black folks. We're the ones that started Memorial Day. But a lot of our fellow countrymen of all races, including black ones, don't know the history of it. So next time you ever see anything like this, uh, do the history of it. Learn the history of it, as I should say. And uh, you'd be surprised. Now, you have one case of fallen soldiers being immortalized and praised back in 1865, and now what we have is Memorial Day as a holiday here in America. But I'd like to touch on what happened this past Memorial Day here in Chicago. 34 people were shot, five deaths. Once again, when the heat, when uh, the summertime comes around, the weather gets warmer, violence happens some more. Happens more often, I should say. We have a new Mary Lori Lightfoot who was just uh, sworn in last week. And listen, I don't care if it was still Rahm Emanuel, if it was Lori Lightfoot, or anybody else who was running to become mayor. This has to be number one in the agenda. Maybe number two, jobs. I would say jobs. And number two, number one, jobs. Number two, probably a violence. Some people might even want to fight with me, say education. Those top three, put it like that, no particular order if you, if you really want to fight me on it. But these are two, uh, the three, the three, those three things are probably the highest priority if violence is up there. Some of the, some of the biggest shootings, at least ones getting a lot of attention via the uh, news media, is shooting over in Little Italy and on the 606 Trail. The 606 Trail is one that really kind of shocked me. A young father was taken away from his family and two other people were shot. And the 606 Trail is basically an old railroad tracks that the city developed and made it into a, 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 a place where pe people can go and walk, they can jog, they can run, exercise, take the kids out there. They have places where you can, um, you know, take your kids to go play, playgrounds, if you want to say, and different kind of stops. It's a very, very, very cool place to go. And one thing Chicago really 
uh, pushes is our parks throughout the city. You know, getting outside, enjoying the city. Chicago is a very, it's a, it's a dope city. But unfortunately, gun violence is, is one of the black eyes, if you want to say, on this city, on this great city. Now, the name of this podcast is End of My Opinion, so I'm giving my opinion to what we can do to stop this gun violence. Now, number one, you always hear, it was two of those top three things, education and jobs. Those two, th- those two top uh, things are, are issues in black and brown neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods throughout the city, throughout the country, throughout the world, if you really want to get real with it. The lack of opportunity to have a job and have a good education. You put those two things in any community, the community is going to be better. So Lori Lightfoot and all the aldermen out there throughout the city of Chicago, including the police department, any kind of leaders, business leaders, community leaders, we have to come together to get those two things more prevalent in underserved neighborhoods. More jobs, better education, better schooling. Open up some of the damn schools that Ron closed. How about that? But one, the one thing I really want to push on is something that could possibly even help the police department, the police officers. How about the expansion of CCTV? That's closed captured television. Now, everybody's on film some way, somewhere, right? You have people with their cell phones, you have the rain doorbell on people's homes, you already have CCTV, you have um, uh, the red lights uh, cameras, you have the cameras on the poles in different neighborhoods uh, picking up uh, video of people. But I'm talking about the expansion of it. I know this sounds very big brother, but hear me out here. Americans are giving up their civil liberties a lot, especially probably since after 9-11. I mean, listen, you talking about privacy and data was being collected on you every day. You download, you download an app, you sure hell isn't reading that form, that agreement form. You're clicking away, you're saying, okay, yeah, I want this download. I want to download this app and boom, somebody got your data, somebody got your information. But I'm talking about on a bigger scale for the safety the safety of you and your family, the expansion of CCTV. Now, I'm not just talking about in certain neighborhoods. No, 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 no. As I said before, we have big shootings in Little Italy and a 606 Trail. I'm talking about the expansion of it everywhere. Listen, if a police officer don't have to go to the neighborhood and really, unfortunately, sometimes twist arms away, you don't want to be twisted, or you don't get the proper support from the neighborhood, because let's keep it honest, let's be real about it. A lot of people in the black and brown community don't trust the police. They, don't, they, feel, they feel like something's going to happen to them, even by the police or some other people in the neighborhood is doing a crime. The lack of trust is huge in all of this. We're a fearful, a fearful society, and we don't trust anybody. It's a recipe for disaster. And that's what we're seeing daily, especially here in Chicago. So if a police officer doesn't have to, you know, saying do the grunt work or actually talking to people, and hell, we don't talk to nobody anyway nowadays with technology, just use this technology. Go to the film. Pull it right up. There's been plenty of cases 
uh, studies I've seen online where, yes, this is really being studied. And a person knowing that they're on film, there's a decrease in the chance of them doing something illegal. Now, obviously I'm not saying that someone's, that the numbers are going to plummet and crime is not going to happen. Some people just don't give a shit. Some people are going to do what they're going to do. And you have to hold them accountable to the law. Right? But how about using this closed circuit to just find them instantly? Or easier, I should say. Not instantly, but easier. And as I said before, not just in the bad neighborhoods, quote-unquote bad neighborhoods, or the troubled neighborhoods. Everywhere. Make it easier. Make it safer. This is something that I think we should definitely think about. Here in Chicago, and really across the country. I mean, Illinois is surrounded by very lax gun law states. Guns are trafficked into our cities, into those uh, troubled neighborhoods, and these things happen. You can have all the buyback programs, the police can do a bunch of raids and steal, and, and, and uh, confiscate guns and drugs and money, you can do that all the time. But handguns especially are still floating through the streets. So in my opinion, let's go with an expansion on CCTV. I want to make it harder for somebody out there to just do something stupid or illegal. We're going to find out who you are, and you're going to get caught. Now, as we saw before, in a Jesse Smollett case, man, CPD used every single tool in their toolbox. And it was, a find out, it was able to find out that Jesse ass is lying. So how about this? Instead of having all these cold cases of young black men and black and brown men and women being shot and killed, children, men, whatever, are being killed, we actually have a way, have a better tool to help them find these people, help find these people and bring them to justice. And that's in my opinion. Now, uh, as I said before, I'm going to be doing this maybe once or twice a week. Twice a week, man, something's really, something's really bugging me. But I'm going to put this out there, man. I want to get your feedback, too. Hit me up on Twitter, at Demons1, D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. That's D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. If it's something I missed, hey, let me know. If you like what you hear, let me know. If you don't like what you, don't like what you hear, you want me to uh, do something different or talk about something different, let me know. At Demons1 on Twitter. At Demons1, D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. All right? First, epi epi first ever episode, and um, this was fun. This was fun. Kind of cathartic in a, in a sense. All right? So, uh, as I said before, rock with me. We're going to have fun with this. And like I always say, keep your hands to yourself. Coming up now is 
me and our guy Tony Gill. Uh, you, sh- you should know him pretty well if you listen to Dean Davis and listen to Warren Anchor. Even you know he's been down with us for a long time. Used to used to be the lead producer with Dean Davis, uh, technical producer. Uh, done a lot of stuff with us, but uh, you know he's still down with the crew, of course. But he's also doing a lot of great stuff with Six Seventy to score. He's a producer for the Lawrence Holmes Show uh, and uh, is a NBA re- reporting on the NBA and the Bulls for Six Seventy to score. He really had a breakthrough year um, in his, you know, wrapping up his first year covering the Bulls in the NBA. So uh, you know, with that being the case, I had him. Uh, come on IG live with me Thursday night, right before the uh, NBA finals game one. Uh, no, I, I might've said before that this one will be too much sports, but I guess I'll sneak in some, some sports here on freestyle Friday every now and then, you know, especially if we didn't do too much, you know, we didn't get to really record anything on the NBA this week. So you now I'm going to get it here in, in freestyle Friday. Uh, you know, pretty good talk. Me and Tony, we, you know, we love to talk ball of course, uh, with each other. So, uh, you know, uh, just enjoy that, uh, get our takes and our, pr- our predictions. Neither one of our predictions may look too good after game one, man. Toronto, Toronto came through and showed out on game and game one. Uh, Pascal Siakam was amazing. Their defense was amazing as a team. They did a great job on the, on the champs, but, uh, I still think Golden State has the, uh, gonna have the wherewithal to win. And, uh, I think, you know, you look at the reserves that they have, not their bench, but the reserves as in uh, they could call in Mr. Durant uh, if, if if things really get to that point where they need them. You know, I think that's going to make the difference in the in the series. It may it may go six it may go even seven, it may go the whole route. But uh, I think eventually Golden State will win. But Toronto has proven in game one that they are ready for this for this platform. They're ready for this stage. And they're going to they're going to probably play, they're going to try to play their role and give us a, a great series. So, hey, I'm all for it. You know, let's see how how much he can uh, Drake can talk and see how much uh, the Raptors can walk. It, you know, it should be fun. This is the best time of the year for. The true basketball heads, the best basketball of the year in the NBA Finals. So, uh, yeah, uh, hope you enjoy the series and uh, hope you enjoy this segment. Me and Tony talking and talking the raps and the Warriors. Hey, everybody. Kyle Means here. Regal Radio, War Media. I'm about to bring in my man, Tony Gill. All of our guys, definitely a uh, day one guy, Dean Davis, and uh, score 760 now. He's a real deal NBA reporter now, so I want to. I just want to bring him in. We just doing a quick, quick thing here before. So uh, Tony's about to come in. Just gonna talk up a little bit about game one. I'm gonna give y'all my prediction. What up, T? What up, Kyle? What up, man? Yeah, man. I just introducing us and everything. I just want to do a quick segment here. I'm recording uh, uh, for War on Anchor, but like I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm kind of doing this thing now weekly where I'm talking 
to someone every week here uh, with us. Okay. On our, on our, so that's that'll be you this week, Tony. All right, I'm on. And uh, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> well, Bob, yeah, we it's just uh, you know, we anticipating game one here, man. So you know, I was just telling everybody how uh, you know, you're you're a real deal NBA reporter now. Man, so this all that. <laughs> Don't be shy. Don't be a. But you, nah, for real, you are NBA. You at the lottery and stuff. You've been doing things. So, and and you've been able to. You have you seen both? You've seen both of these teams live, right? This year, yeah. have you? Yeah. Okay. So, what, what do you think? Just you know, what do you? That gives you a bit more authority than most. So you know, what, what do you think about this matchup and, and these teams that they about to play? It's certainly the most interesting matchup, I think, um, out of the you know the, out of the you know the final four grouping um, as the series in the uh, conference finals begin to wane down. I began to start rooting a little bit for Toronto because I knew really? out of all the teams that they would face, they probably would be the best kind of matchup to go against them. And I know everybody wants to see Giannis, you know, in that in the finals, but Oh, no, you, you said you were rooting for them in the East. Um, I, I got a little ahead of you. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm about to yeah, say, but, you uh, you going to root against the Warriors. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he wasn't ready. And nah, he wasn't, Kawhi yeah. That. Yeah, yeah Kawhi was definitely the I – mean, he's really propelled himself as, you know, in the conversation as best player in the league. And he's been basically doing it on one leg. You know, for a while now, and I think that's something that people forgot. Like, now he's putting up these numbers, but he's also kind of hurt right now. So yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, this is what the kryptonite was for Golden State. You know, losing in that finals was essentially LeBron James just kind of overwhelming them. You know, at the end there, this is about as close to LeBron as you're going to get with Kawhi Leonard, but you get the added bonus of a lockdown defender kind of for the entire length of the game, which uh, LeBron at this point in his career is not really doing as much. No. Uh, so I think in – in I, I still think Golden State is going to win. Don't get me wrong. But I think in terms of the most interest and the strategy involved, this was the best matchup. I like Nick Nurse. I like what he's doing. Um, with his matchups, he's, he, he's playing the field. He's seeing what teams are doing, and he's adjusting – on the fly. That's what good coaches do. So I think in terms of strategy, you don't get anything better right now um, outside of pop is a Steve Kerr versus Nick Nurse matchup. Um, so yeah, I'm, it, it's, there's a lot of interest going into this uh, uh, into this final series, but uh, I, I still think Golden State's going to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. It, it's hard to bet against Golden State in any capacity until you see them lose. But yeah. But like you say, and I, I wrote this in the intro for our prediction post today on the site, it's it's a much more intriguing series than you would think on the surface. Because like you said, Toronto does have probably the best player in the playing right now in the game. Like um, today and and uh in Kawhi. He's playing the best game right now. And they have a coach who um, no, who isn't scared of the, he doesn't seem to be scared of the moment. They have a team all, overall that 
is finally not scared of the moment. And you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see you know them having them having home court advantage. You know, even though uh, Toronto has a history of losing game ones at home, you know how how would that, how is that going to be? How is you know we got to talk about the Drake stuff too, unfortunately or apparently depending on your level of interest there. But that's that's part of the home. That's they really do have a home court advantage up there, and it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat Toronto up there. So there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of spectacle to this series, but there's some there's some down home gritty basketball stuff too that you can get with this matchup, and it'll be interesting to see just how uh you know just how much of a team defense sort of what type of scheme uh, Golden State's going to use to uh you know contain Kawhi is is it going to be a lot of uh you know a lot of Depending on how much, how much is he gonna to have to depend on those other shooters around him and stuff? How much is he gonna be? How much is he gonna to have to really play out? Like you know, people been doing these Michael Jordan comparisons and stuff. Is he gonna to have to be Michael Jordan in '93 in this in this series, or is he gonna to have to? Yeah. You know, is, you know, is, or is he gonna be able to kick it off to us to a Steve Kerr or somebody? You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I mean, it's no. Yeah, you know, in terms of talent-wise, that's, that's certainly not a anything nobody already knows already. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's having a excellent playoff run, Kawhi Leonard. He's basically been Michael Jordan, you know, in this playoffs. If you just look at the numbers that he's putting up, so yeah. In order for them to keep this going, in order for them to win, that's what they're gonna have to do. He, that's what he's gonna have to do. And those guys just need to not be terrible. Danny Green. Don't be awful. He's been <laughs> awful this entire playoff run. It's like he forgot how to play basketball. It's so weird. Like even his go-to, like his, he's supposed to be lauded as a as a three and D guy, right? The the typical three and D guy, long yeah. defense, and then he can make the open shot. He has done none of that. He's been a poor defender. He's been a poor three point shooter. That's all he's worth right now. So if he's not doing that, you can't play him. Um, he just needs Kawhi just needs those guys to step up. Just a little bit. I think Siakam can do it. Yeah. I don't think the moment's too big for him. Um, I don't think the moment's too big for Mark Gasol. Um, I just did a No Zones episode podcast, and uh, Rick Camp was on it, and he brought up an ex- excellent point. Mark Gasol is instantly become the quarterback of their defense. Um, people forget Mark Gasol was a oh he was. Uh, he he's been defensive player of the year. Yes. You know he's an excellent defender. defender. Um, and that's what the, one of the interesting things about this series is just the, the amount of length and high IQ defenders that Toronto has. I don't think in the entire Golden State run they've seen probably a better defensive team than this one. Um, but those, those LeBron teams, they, they mucked it up a little bit. I wouldn't count it as defense. I think they just played at a slower pace. Right. But in terms of just ability, the Toronto Raptors are probably the best defensive team they've seen in the entire five-year run that they've had. And that's another added layer of how is Golden State going to get past that with, with all those long defenders and mobile defenders and versatile defenders yeah. um, that they're going to see. And that should be really interesting. I heard that uh, Ananobi might be playing some in the series too. We, if you think about players, are going to be good. Yeah, right. So, and, and the guy who you could defend on the perimeter, and they're going you know, to need as much of that as they could they can stand. 
And uh, they talking about uh, what do you, what do you think about Golden State though, and and their X factors with um, you know Boogie. I guess he's gonna be available, and uh, you know Durant still is up in the air. What do you think about that? I personally, I've enjoyed seeing Warriors Classic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's been it's been dope seeing Warriors Classic again. I mean, seeing MVP stuff. You know, it's been fun, like visually. It's been a great basketball run since Kevin Durant left. And that doesn't mean that they're better without Kevin Durant. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Just the ball has to move more because they don't have a guy that can get a shot every single time. That's the thing. Uh, with, with Durant, what I'm most intrigued by was, okay, he's joining this already great, all-time great team. If he goes into the system, it's going to be fun watching how they move the basketball on top of another great all-time player. Um, And that's kind of switched with Durant over time, where it's like, why why am I going through all these screens? Just drop it off to Durant and let him do all-time great stuff. And that's what they kind of fell into, and they've been successful at it. They won two championships doing that. So I'm not saying that's that's a problem doing that, but... I mean, to them, it's got to feel good to know that you still got it in the bag, you know, if he leaves. Yeah. Um, Boogie, um, I would be a little bit eerie. I'm, I'm interested to see how they use him. Um, I don't know if I'd start him, though. I think you run five, six straight, it is now, without him. Um, I, I would think I would like to see Boogie in that second wave uh, off the bench with you know that lineup where they do like Livingston and like Iggy and like Clay. Mm. Um, I would enjoy that lineup, um, and then just tell Boogie, "Hey, go get buckets! Like, just dominate the entire second team of uh, the Toronto Raptors and do what you do for like ten minutes." Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's all we need you to do right now until something comes up. So he should I'm be there to, to put see pressure. How many he gets. And um, I, I, if I don't know, it's very interesting if Durant even plays the series. I mean, if they go right. up 2-0, going back to Golden State, I, do you play? I mean, if you're Durant, do you take that risk? I mean, at this point, so uh, that's going to be another you know storyline in the series that's going to be very interesting. And Durant do play. He he might be liable to do that. Will not do that. Carlton on Will Smith be like, give me the ball. I'm gonna huck it up. I'm gonna three quarter court. <laughs> I gotta show y'all what I can do. <laughs> nah, but uh, it, yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see, man. Uh, shout out to everybody who's joining us too, who's been in and out. The Bigs, uh, saw Jay Hood was in here. Much love to all y'all, man. Tony Gill, man, doing it six seventy to score. We just running down some stuff here as we uh, go into the uh, the first game, the eight o'clock top of the hour. They should be uh, starting game one of the finals. So. How many game? How many games you got this going? You say you got the the Warriors going. I got the Warriors. I don't know, man. I'm, I think I'm gonna go. I, I think I'm gonna get them in five, man. I don't see. I maybe maybe this maybe this first game will show me some, or maybe they'll split and do. Maybe they'll be competitive in both of these home games, but I just don't see enough half enough on the Raptors side for them to. Maybe they'll be competitive each game, but to finish each game. And, you know, they do have a great finisher in Kawhi, but it's, I guess it's, it's just it's, it's too many weapons, too much 
too much of Arsenal on the other side. I think that, and, and if they do have Boogie, I think Boogie's going to be able to provide pressure if they, whether they use him in the first team or second team, I think I could see him providing pressure on like Ibaka and maybe getting getting foul trouble, causing foul trouble for either Ibaka or or uh, Gasol. And if you have something like that happen, and they're not they're not able to contain the contain the, you know the protect the rim, I should say, then I think they'll they'll fall apart in the in that you know in the in their face of that. So my, that's just my thinking. And 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 the the Warriors, of course, they're they're going to shoot well enough to win every game. Then I don't see them you know, that is, unless they have a, a crazy cold streak. You know they're going to be they're going to be the favorites in, in these games for me. You know what do you think? Uh yeah, um, I think people are are ready to kind of you know plant the seeds of unrest among the Golden State Warriors because I think they're ready for another. You know somebody to kind of take over, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. Um, they 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 play too well. Steve Kerr is too good of a coach. Uh, the return of MVP Steph looks like it's going to be consistent, and, and I think Steph is out to prove, you know, a, a to me a false narrative that's been out there about him saying he doesn't play well deep in the playoffs or he doesn't play well in the finals, and I think he's heard that. And I think he's ready to kind of dispel all those rumors, and he's the favorite to win Finals MVP. No, in my opinion, but I mean, Draymond has a very strong choice. Draymond's been playing really, really well. Like since he's, I, I call him Focus Draymond. Um, it's it's the perfect form of Draymond Green that you want, uh, where you know he's not yapping at the refs. He's yeah. causing havoc in, in the screen role play. Um, he's being an excellent defender at the rim and on the perimeter. Um, with those two guys locked in, like like they are. Knowing that history is on the line for them, um, it's I just don't see a team that hasn't been here before, um, knowing what it takes to overcome outside of, obviously, Kawhi. Um, if, if Kawhi doesn't have a all-time great performance that generations will, you know, know the story about, I just don't see it being relatively close. The games might be close, uh, but I, I'm, I'm with going along the lines of what you said. I think it's more of a gentleman sweep, you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think they're going to get one in Toronto, one of these first two, but um, I just don't see... I just don't, I just can't see it. it. It could happen. I mean, we've been wrong before. They lost. The Warriors lost to LeBron. For sure, you yeah. Know, losing down, coming back from 3-1, so I'm not saying it's impossible, uh, but it's just hard to see that. Uh, them losing four games, you know. And, and I was wrong last series with Toronto. I was, if you ask me after that game one or game, now I just swore they was they was gonna lose that series, but you know, I, I, they came back and they showed a lot of heart. And like you said, Nurse was nurses did a lot to make adjustments and adjust the rotation and stuff. He's 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 a he's a very impressive coach. So. You know, hopefully Toronto will make make it an intriguing series, and uh, you know maybe we'll maybe we'll see something there. But I like I said, it's just so hard to, to bet against the Warriors. And um, you know, I I, I think uh, you know Josh in in our post on 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 the site he he compared it to the eleven the eleven series with uh, Dallas and, and Miami. I think we may see this may be a bit of like the twelve series too. 
you know, it's a little bit different because Miami was coming off a loss, and you know, and LeBron was trying to get his first title and stuff. But you do have, like you said, the bit of the the uh, points trying people trying to make points here. Steph trying to make a point, uh, Draymond trying to make a point, and maybe the Warriors overall trying to make a point about just who they are and where they stand as as that that unit, that initial unit that came and and formed this dynasty. They may be making trying to make a point overall to the league that uh, we're still here. So, you know, I'm uh, it's it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see. And uh, you know, I'm it's, I don't know if anybody's gonna shut Drake up, but uh, he may have to he may have to deal with a little bit of disappointment this summer too. You know, he, he had a disappointing summer last year. So maybe maybe another different type of disappointment this year. But you know, anybody yeah, knows I'm, how to I'm grow. Not even mad at Drake, man. <laughs> For maybe Chance would would be that guy, but we yeah. I don't know any anybody ain't nobody gonna be riding for for the Bulls right now, man. I, <laughs> they we, we lucky we ain't putting paper bags on our heads the way they yeah, going, man. But uh, man, man, I'm gonna let you go though, man. Uh, let the people know where they could get your stuff, man. You see how no zones, you doing a lot, like doing a lot over there, man. At the score, man. Let them know what you doing. definitely recommend behind the headlines man y'all did it y'all put y'all foots in that man and, and that's a very like i said for whether you remember that time or not you know it's 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 a hell of a story so you know if you want to learn about more about the the murder of james jordan and that unfortunate tale and and so much about the society around it in in north carolina and and you know, a lot of a uh, lot of foul people down there, man. With corruption and you know, it's a, it's 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 movie it's movie level stuff in that story. So y'all check that out definitely, and check out everything that Tony's doing, man. He's he's definitely repping the team uh, on an incredible level right now. So we proud of you, man, and and we gonna keep riding with you. So uh, yeah, uh, that's it for now, man. We are RegalRadio.com, War Media. I'm gonna come back. Uh, for y'all in after the game with my own thing and uh you know you can listen to it on our podcast later but uh uh yeah well that's it for now man thanks for everybody again who who joined us uh, sh- uh shout out uh to scoop who was on with us 
and shout out to big uh big big tanksy man uh the, the no. big homie no. uh who joined us as well everybody else who joined us much love hope y'all enjoy the game man it's the best time of the year for hoop heads man all right quick what what, what do you what do you want to see the bulls do in the draft man before we go out um the more i think about it the more you know i'm like man just go ahead and use the pick i don't think they're gonna get anything of value you know in terms of trading it that would be any more significant than the hope traffic of that pick. Um, especially in this draft where there's a lot of low floor guys around where they're picking. So you can just go ahead and pick highest upside guy and take take a big swing where you're at. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking maybe if Cam Reddish is available, he's probably the most physically ready to play in the NBA and has the highest upside of the guys that might be available around that area where the Bulls are drafting. Um, and Kobe White, could be there. They may trade back if they feel like, you know, they can get them later in the draft. But yeah, that, that's where my head's at right now is Cam Reddish or Kobe White. I kind of like White. I, I, I hope, I'm hoping against hope that Garland may fall, but he probably ain't going to get past six. But, uh, nah, yeah. Nah, um, he, uh, he was supposed to have been at the, uh, the combine, but, uh, he pulled out just before. And that can really only mean one thing. I mean, he got a guarantee from one of those uh, higher teams that they were going to take him. Mm. So that, I mean, that's most likely doesn't mean seven. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing he goes in the top four uh, or top five at least. Yeah, well, like the Bulls, I mean, you know, Bulls kind of come up a little bit in the past couple of years, you know. That's, that's pretty much the best you can do with the Bulls, hope for dumb luck, so. Just uh, hope for that. But uh, and Joe, man, we gotta go, man. We we'll do we'll do something. We'll get together, do something soon, man. Maybe before the draft, man. Well, Joe asked about some sleepers, right quick. You got some sleepers? Man, no, this this draft ain't that good, man. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. No, man. It was, I mean, this was a, a, a two-person, maybe a three-person draft. You know, at best, and then the rest of the guys are just kind of there. I mean, I've never seen a draft where you, it's similar talent you can find at, you know, 7 to, like, 29. They're basically all the same dudes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, their guess is as good as anybody else's guess, but we know how this works, right? Somebody will find the diamond in the rough by chance, and then he'll be the next Donovan Mitchell, and we'll all yell at the Bulls for, how come you didn't see that guy? He's your job to see that guy. Yeah, but man. I don't know if I can blame him on this much, man. This draft ain't, man. You got to be clairvoyant this year, man. You got to be also, <laughs> also Miss Cleo, man. You like to see somebody. But, but yeah, but yeah. thanks, thanks Toast, for jumping in, T, man. Enjoy the game. No Enjoy problem. the series. Man. I'll get at you soon. And uh, right. yeah, uh, keep, yeah, keep it up, man. Keep up the good work. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. All right, bro. All right. I'll let y'all later. Peace. I lost like three, maybe ten fights in my life. For real. Forever, I'm going to be able to fight people, man. All right, check it, people. Good people. About to wrap up 
this edition of Freestyle Friday. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed everything. Our, our talk, a little bit wider variety of things, I would say, uh, subject matter this week that we had, uh, even in the first episode, went into some social issues with D. You know, uh, this talk about the uh, High Park Brew Fest, which is going to be a lot of fun. The ongoing, uh, the, the, excuse, the coming of summertime shy, I should say, uh, which uh, does a lot to pick up the spirits. It's sort of a, uh, a duality there, I guess. And, you know, you have the festivals, but you also have the heat. And, you know, that can negatively affect people, too, as, as uh, DeMond's alluded to. In his in his segment, um, you know, this best I can say is just stay safe out there, y'all. Be peaceful as best as you can, and uh, you know, look out for one another. And I think that's you know that's the best way to live life in general. But uh, you know, try to just try to have fun, be positive out there, be peaceful, and think of others. You know, before you think of yourself. And I think uh, you know that's the best way to go about things and hopefully you'll have fun and enjoy yourself this weekend. Uh, definitely want to give that out with every freestyle Friday as we enter every weekend, no matter the season. But, um, I think a good way to enjoy yourself. I I'll put that on record, uh, a way that I've enjoyed myself quite a bit in my past. And, uh, you know, occasionally my present too is by smoking the marijuana. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, uh, not a bad way to go it's at certain times you may need it, you know, and I think we're, it looks like we're all going to get quite a bit more of it here in Illinois. Uh, that's my thing. I want to wrap up with my thing. That's making me feel good this week and hopefully in quite a few weeks to come. Uh, marijuana recreational marijuana law, uh, got passed by the Illinois Senate today. And, uh, it's going going to the desk. Uh, it might might have already went to the desk. I have to check on that of uh, the governor, uh, newly elected governor. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I don't know why I'm, Pritzker. I know his name. I don't know why I'm blanking. But you know, he he ran on partly on this issue, and he he hasn't fronted on it at all. He said he wants to get uh, recreational marijuana legal in this state, and He's going to sign the bill to make it into law. So coming up soon, you're going to be able to hold weed and, uh, you know, people are going to be able to sell it. And a lot of people are going to be able to get out, get get their records expunged and maybe even come out of prison. Uh, it looks like for past cases where they were locked, uh, where they were arrested and, and charged with, uh, you know, distributing and holding marijuana. And that's a very good thing there. We need to get a lot of people out out of these prisons and these jails for these uh, little petty, petty weed beefs, you know, and, you know, let people uh, get on with their lives, you know. And in general, let people enjoy this substance that a lot of people do enjoy and a lot of people make a, you know, make a important part of their lives, whether you're dealing with it in a financial way or you just, uh, you know, enjoy it from time to time. It's it's come it's some it's part of our evolution. I, I think as a nation right now, we're uh, I think uh, the reports are Illinois is the eleventh going to become the eleventh state to have recreational marijuana. So that's that number is going to increase. 
And, you know, whether you're doing it to gain more tax revenue, which we know that's going to be part of the case here in Illinois, or you're just doing it to make people freer than what they were in the past, you know, a lot of good things come of it. You know, there are opponents and, you know, there are people who mostly on the right side of things and politically who say that, you know, this is this could be a threat to public safety. This could be a threat to our children. You know, I I, I get that. And you definitely want to be safe, with, safe as we can with people. We want to educate people and keep people from making bad mistakes with their lives. But, you know, you can do that with alcohol. You can do that with over-the-counter drugs. You can do that with guns. And uh, those things are very legal in our society. And we we try to regulate them as best we can. And I think marijuana is no no worse, no no more dangerous in the hands of the average American than those things and, and uh, substances. So uh, you know, I'm pretty happy that marijuana will be soon legal in my state and I will partake as as much as I, I as I uh, deem responsible. You know, I'm I'm a hardworking, taxpaying individual, so I'm not gonna you know fuck up my life just to have weed. You know, I've never been that indebted, no, no that reliant on weed. I've, I've smoked it for a long time in my life, uh, but it's not like oh I just gotta have weed every day. You know, I, I like it. When I'm, when I'm doing certain things when I'm with certain people and that's how it's going to be in the future for me so uh, you know, hopefully that'll be the same for you too and if you haven't smoked weed this last, uh, this track that we're going out with is for you uh, you know this is a great, great track uh, De La Soul uh, who is going to be in Chicago uh, at the Taste this year Taste of Chicago, maybe they'll play this song to uh, celebrate with us but uh, they uh, ha- they did this song with Be Real from uh, uh, Cypress Hill. So you know Be Real, you know he's a uh, he's a uh, notorious smoker. He's definitely a cannabis advocate, and uh, was produced by the one and only the Almighty Jay Dilla, who uh, has the great intro here uh, where he advocates smoking the weed as well. You know, hey, you know they're, they're rappers, they're entertainers. You know, they like to get down. So you know uh, if. You know, the song is called Peer Pressure. So, you know, if you're grown out here and you haven't smoked weed yet, you know, take maybe try to take the advantage of the fact that it's going to be legal to indulge and, you know, open your open your eyes or you know, close them, as it were, <laughs> a little bit. And, you know, just give yourself a little, you know, another new experience. You know, peer pressure isn't always bad. You know, I think this song will show you why. So uh, we're going out on that. Uh, De La Soul, Be Real, and Jay Dilla applying the pressure. And, uh, you know, maybe ease your pressure some with some weed, you know. If it's legal, you know, it's no big deal now, you know. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy this. Enjoy your weekend. We'll holler at you. We are Regal Radio. War on Anchor. Hey, where I go? What, what happened, son? People asking me. What? Yo. What? What? Dilla. You smoke weed. No doubt. And I just tell her. 
Yeah. yeah. Two weeks later, they smoking weed. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't here to tell you not to smoke weed. Everybody get high. I'm here to apply the pressure. You, 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 and you, you, and you. Especially you. Come down to the deep. I got some shit to blow your mind. This girl, so charm. Yeah, yeah, you know what we about to do. What, what the hell? Hey, come on, take a puff or two. Yeah, but right. he draws bees like Dookie draws flies. Just like the weed draws me to get high. Now, I'm not trying to bend your arm. I just want you to take a hit of the bomb, that's all. Just one hit, man. Come on, cool it. I'm not foolish. Quit pulling my leg, baiting me like Cobb. My name ain't Craig, and I ain't lost my job. Don't mind being odd from out the bunch. Y'all cornering me, ain't stopping me from booing it. Nigga, focus on that. Why everybody doing it? Everybody that bull. Come take a fuck out of real. Let it change your whole style and feel. Go ahead with that. Come near my pill. Let me apply the pressure. The pressure. The pressure. Come near my pill. Let me apply the pressure. The pressure. Take a hit. Uh-huh. Do I necessarily need to be tasting on your spit? I mean, shit, I ain't shed a straw since the fourth grade. Yeah, but don't you know the chicks like to smoke and get laid? Don't be a dunce. It ain't gonna hurt you once. Quit being the punk. Go ahead and hit the yeah, fucking blunt. Yeah, but wanna take a long time to recover? Depends on the brother or sis who's puffing. Hey, yo, stop that bluffing like you giving a survey and let us serve the hay to get your mind aligned to the ways of the master. Man, I seen it cast a spell. Plenty to many brain cells, insane cells of leads to fulfill wants and needs. I heard it's like a gateway to doing more than we man. man. I love my relationship. I'm no quitter. Never chase my first love, and I'ma stick with her. But when I feel paranoid, all your questions are void unless you try. Come on, man, for once, get high. 